Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Come on, let's make the confession together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to receive or hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. Do what you do. When you do, how you do it, because you do all things well. We are open and we are ready to receive. We take authority now over this atmosphere in this building. We take authority from the parking lot to the auditorium to the restroom. We take authority over every person, their environment streaming. And we declare that the Spirit of the Lord is there. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, which means today, God, we walk in freedom. We are not bound by our mistakes. We are not bound by our failures. We are not bound by what has been, but we declare we walk in liberty. I need you to open your mouth and shout, I am free. I we are free to praise you. We are free to give you the glory. We are free to live. We will not stay stuck in boundaries and limitations but you give us freedom. And we thank you, God, that you have caused us to survive. Stuff that killed other people, we have survived. Stuff that knocked other people out, we have survived. Stuff that made other people lose their mind, we have survived. If people only knew half the story, they'd understand why we shout like we do, why we jump like we do, why we clap like we do, why we shout like we do. You have made us to be survivors. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Now, 15, can you release a survivor's praise right? Yay! You should have died, but he made you a survivor. You should have committed suicide, but he made you a survivor. 
Your marriage should have been gone, but he made you a son. On three, shout, I'm a survivor. One, two, three. Come on, let's go to work, survivors. Let's go to work. Let's go to work, because if I don't stop that right now, this might turn into a praise party right at the introduction. Because all I have to do is think back over what he's done. I don't even have to go back that far. I can just look back over the last 72 hours and go. And he's been just that good. He's been just that good. Say, I'm a survivor. Let's go to work. Our series is Reality TV. We're using reality TV shows to teach biblical principles. And we're doing this particular series this month. Say, reality. The goal of a reality TV show is designed to show you somebody's reality versus what is their perception or your perception of them. So the concept of a reality TV show is that this is what it is in real life. Check me out. What God is saying to us and everybody connected to Harvest this month, say this month. There are things that you have prayed for that have not yet been a reality. But watch me. You didn't stop praying. You didn't stop giving. You didn't stop serving. In fact, the more you got resistance, here's what's amazing about you, the more you fought back. The more that stuff came against you, that's the more you became determined that I will not be denied. And I'm here to tell somebody, God says, I'm so proud of how you've handled it that come the month of May 2021, I'm about to give you exact. Say, it'll be reality for me. You ought to get used to being seen. Why? Because God says, I have been preparing you so that you can possess exactly what you prayed for, exactly what you've sown for, exactly what you've given for. Open your mouth one more time and say reality. Now listen, listen. Today's is, as I've already mentioned, you already know it. Say it with me. Survivor. Now, this is amazing to me. Listen, I told you it's, it's going to preach really quickly. So if you're going to try to take notes today, I need you to just watch the replay. Because for my note takers today, every time you're going to try to write stuff, you're going to be popping up to my... Ah! Y'all ain't said that to me. Every time you try to write down the Hebrew word, you're going to be like, listen, I'll have to do this later. Because right now, I got to celebrate the fact that I made it out of what other people... You do know you were supposed to be a statistic, right? You do know you're supposed to be locked up, right? You do know you're supposed to be strung out on cocaine, right? You do know that you were supposed to be like everybody else in your bloodline, right? But, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Survivor is where contestants compete in challenges. Let's go. And here's what they do. God, it's already there. This is it. They compete in challenges. Testing number one, their physical ability. There's some stuff that when it hits you, it was it was a blow that you felt even in your body. Some of you, quite naturally, what you survived was a literal physical blow to your body. You didn't expect coronavirus to come like she did and hit you like she did. But what's amazing is that you survived it. When it hit you, watch me, it took the breath out of your body. But God says, I am developing endurance in you so that you can take things that are physically difficult and that you are able to overcome those things. Say physical ability. Number two, mental abilities. Check this out. There's stuff that you went through that was so perplexing, so befuddling, so confusing that, that other people are still in that same circle of thought. They got stuck in the circle of thought trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this? How is this going to get better for me? But what's amazing about you is that every time you got in the middle of a challenging situation is your mind got sharper. 
your wisdom got better. And now you can watch me. You can testify to other people and share wisdom with them. And they'll say, how are you this wise? Baby, because I'm a survivor. I have had to compete in some challenges that tested me physically and tested me mentally. And I almost felt like I was going to snap. I need to talk to somebody in this building and somebody your life. For a moment there, you felt like you were going to snap, crackle, and pop. But baby, you ain't Rice Krispies. You a survivor. Right in the moment you felt like you were going to break down, that's when God gave you breakthrough. And for those of us that know that we've overcome some physical challenges and some mental challenges, I need you to open your mouth and release three seconds of praise right there. Go three. Hallelujah. Two. Hallelujah. One. Shout, I'm a survivor. Look at this last one, an endurance. So, so this thing hit me physically. This thing hit me mentally. Trust me. And then it messed with your endurance. <laughs> See, here's endurance. Endurance is being able to last even when what you have isn't what you need to last. You're not enduring just because you made it. You're enduring because you made it. Watch me. With a hand tied behind your back, a leg pinned up back here, and you had to hop, but you did it anyhow. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Can we be honest? It's never, ever been fair for you. It's never been fair for you. You have always had to deal with things that are more difficult, that are more challenging, and you're looking at other people, and they're complaining about their lives, and you're like, baby, if you had a clue what the hell I had to go through, but the reason it was never fair for you is because you always had another F working for you. What's that? Favor. God says, since you were a little girl, I favored you. Since you were a little boy, I favored you. And it was never fair for you because I gave you favor. I gave you the ability to overcome what other people could not. I gave you the ability to make it through what other people could not. And that's why if you look back over your life, there's only one word to describe you, and that's a survivor. Let's go. Let's go. Here it is. It, it preaches so well. On the show, contestants are eliminated. Are eliminated. Are eliminated. Until one is awarded the grand prize. Uh-uh. See, let me tell you why the people who, who started the last decade with you didn't make it to this one? It's because God only wanted you around other champions. He didn't need you around people that were going to be dead weight, slowing you down. He didn't need people just pulling on you and blocking you and holding you down. And for some of you, that was your friends then. But God says, I need you to get used to standing next to some champions. Because I will eliminate people until only the survivors remain. Can I tell you, everybody in your life now, here's what I need you to give God praise for. As God has eliminated, this ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. He's eliminated all of the dead weight. The only thing that remains now are the survivors. If they made it this far, they're survivors. If they made it to this stage of life, they are survivors. And guess what? When you go up, they about to go up. When you win, they're about to win. So I'm surrounded by survivors. All right, so watch, so watch, so watch, so watch, so watch. I told you, I told you, I told you. Let's go Bible here. Job 22 and 10. 
Amplify. But he knows the way that I take. And he pays attention to it. When he has tried me, stop. When he's put me through a series of challenges that test my physical ability, my mental ability, and my endurance, I will come forth. Watch this. This is why when you have gone through what you've gone through, even though you maybe even had people around you that loved you and cared about you, you still felt alone. Because when you're tested, you're tested individually. This ain't a group test. The group may be in the test at the same time, but you got to pass it individually. And I need you not to let the feeling of isolation or loneliness make you think something is wrong. That's exactly part of the process. When you are taking an SAT, y'all can't huddle around it. When you're taking the ACT, y'all can't handle around it. It's got to be one person at one time taking the test. Even though you're surrounded by other people that are being tested at the same time. What are you saying to me, Bishop? Is that when he has tried, say your name. Look at this. I will come forth as refined gold, pure and luminous. Let me see if I can say it another way. God says, I know it felt lonely for a while. You can be married and your test is separate from your spouse's. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Which is why before you are quick to jump all over them, I need you to, I need you to hear me that you don't know what test they may be going through at the same time. Okay. When he is tried, say your name. I will come forth. What does this mean? That means that for a while, please pay attention. If I got to come forth, that means for a while he pulled me back. If I got to come forth, that means for a while he kept me in hiding. That means for a while he let nobody know who I was. Uh oh, that means for a while he played with the algorithm himself so nobody would see what you. He said, Listen, I got to pull you back. Watch me, because when I pull you back, I'm going to test you in private. I'm not going to let everybody see what it is that you have to go through. In fact, every time they see you, you're going to be so happy, they'll never know what you were going through unless you told them. You'll have so much joy, they'll never know that you were dealing with depression. You'll have so much peace, they'll never know you were dealing with challenges. I got to pull you back. Somebody say, he pulled me back. He says, I will come forth. Which means first, he got to pull me back. He's like, let me pull you back here. We'll pull you back here. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you in some tests. But watch me. But once I'm done, you gonna come forth. And when you come forth, watch me. That means I'm gonna introduce you. <laughs> and I'm gonna introduce you to people that know what to do with you. Okay, I'm gonna preach to myself. I'm gonna introduce you to people that know how to handle the gift that you are. I'm going to introduce you to people that know how to appreciate the gift that you... I'm going to introduce... <laughs> Somebody said, I'm being introduced. He says, I'm going to introduce you, but watch me, because I have refined you. What does that mean? I got rid of all of the contaminants. When gold comes out uh, of, of wherever it's been deposited, it comes out as gold ore. Gold ore does not look the same way as our commercial grade gold. Gold ore, I remember I was shooting something for Promise Keepers years ago. And they took me up into the gold mines that are here in Idaho Springs. And we went up there, it was like forever to drive. Like literally, it took forever to get there. I said, just listen, can we just pretend like this is it? Because I cannot drive no more. And then when you get into the city, it's like two restaurants. Like Bob's Burgers. They're like, I don't know Bob, and I don't know <laughs> nothing about his burgers. Listen, look. And, and they took me there, and they said, we want to give you some gold. Pay attention. They said, we want to give you some gold uh, for what you're doing, and we appreciate what you're doing. And I said, great. And they gave me these little vials, and I looked at it, and I said, this doesn't look like gold. They said, because that's not refined. 
I said, well, what can I sell this for? They said, it's not worth anything now. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. They said, it's not worth anything right now because it's not going through the process of being refined. It's not going through the process of being tested. He said, so even though, watch me, you have several grams of gold ore. He said, it's not worth anything until the fire's been put up under and all of the contaminants have been released from it. And the only thing that remains, watch me, is refined gold. That's what? Pure and luminous. What does that mean? My motives are pure. My mind is pure. My heart is pure. But I'm, my intentions are pure. Watch me. But I'm luminous. What does that mean? Everybody can see my shine. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, everybody's about to see my shine. Yeah, you went through a season of suffering, but you survived. You went through a season of contamination, but you survived. Open your mouth, say, I'm a survivor. So look, so look, so look, so look. So watch me. Here's the challenge that we have. is because we see testing as an isolated event that happens once in life, and then we're good. Here's the problem. Please pay. If you don't get nothing else I say today, can you just get this one point? Here it is. Every upgrade requires a test. Every upgrade. He takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level. And every one of those requires a test up. And the new test is harder than the last test. Because you're not testing based on what you've learned. You're testing based on where you're headed. Which means I'm not testing to see, please pay close attention, if you memorize the answers. I'm testing to see if your mentality knows how to solve the problem. Did you hear what I just said? See, watch me. You can learn to memorize answers. Two and two, four. You, you can learn how to memorize answers. But what God does is God says, I'm not testing this for memory. I am testing to see if your mentality now can be dropped in the middle of a mess and figure out how to solve the problem. I'm testing to see if your mentality now is I won't quit until I win because it's not over until I have a victory. Why? The Bible says he always leads me into triumph. Say every upgrade requires a test. So let, let's, let's, let's go to Survivor. You ready? Let's go to Survivor. Job is a man that, that we're going to talk about. And for many of you, you're like, oh, Bishop, I know everything about Job. Oh, no, let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you with Job. Job, let's look at Job's profile. When you look at Job's profile, you'll see some things. That's his Survivor profile. This is North Africa, so that's, that's his survivor profile. He is from Uz, which is North Africa. He owns 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen. A yoke had two together, which means he owns 1,000 ox. He has 500 female donkeys, many servants. He's got 10 kids, and he prays for them and gives offerings for his family on a daily basis. That's his survivor profile. Somebody said that's his profile. Job is living on top of the world at that level. Job is at the top of his game at that level. For many of you, if you look back over your life, you had reached the apex of that level, not realizing there was another level available. And you are sitting next to somebody, you are streaming with somebody, well, they've reached the apex of that level. The test they've been going through is for the level they're about to occupy. Y'all can play with me if you want to, or you can hear what I'm saying to you. Thus says the Lord to you, you reach the top of that, but I'm about to promote you to something fresh and something. Say, I'm a survivor. 
So let's watch this process. You ready? Job chapter 1, verse 8, right around through here is where the shout takes off for me. Okay? Because I need you to pay close attention. Say close attention. Job chapter 1, verse 8. And the Lord said to Satan, so let me give you the context. There is this meeting one day of the sons of God. Sons of God is a Hebrew idiom for the archangels. Archangels, arch means first. So these are the angels that lead other angels. They're basically uh, uh, division chiefs. They're directors, got it? They, they are, they're the C-suite. Jesus is the chairman of the board. He's the owner of the company. He retains 100% ownership, got it? But he has now divested leadership, watch me, to these archangels, which explains why the enemy hates you and I. Because he used to be called the sons of God. Because Job is a book that predates the other books of the scripture. Mm, okay. So check this out. They used to be called the sons of God. Then God made Adam. And when he made Adam, he says, now this is my son. Angels, you will be my servant. Which explains why the enemy has animus to you because you and I get to be freely what he never gets to be again. That's too deep for a Sunday. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Job chapter 1. And the Lord said to Satan, so they're having a meeting. And I want you to pay very close attention to how this meeting goes down. They're having a what? A meeting. I want you to pay attention to who initiates the conversations. And the Lord said to Satan. Satan is not a name, it's a title. It's the Hebrew word hasetan, which means the adversary. So when the Lord says to your adversary, you're, you're, not, you're not paying attention because you'd be responding differently. And God says to your enemy, because some of y'all about to understand why they came against you with no reason. You're about to understand why they started stuff with you. You're like, where did this come from? Can I let you in on a secret? They didn't even have the option of coming against you. It was God that initiated the conversation. Because he said, I'm about to show you how much of a survivor my son is, how much of a survivor my daughter is. Woo! Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm a survivor. And the Lord said to our enemy, not his enemy. He has no enemies because he has no equals. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered, watch me, it's the nomination for survivor. Have you considered my servant Job? God initiates the conversation with Job's enemy. He initiated the conversation with your baby mama. Okay. <laughs> he initiated the conversation with your coworkers. Okay. He initiated the conversation. What's the enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. God says, you thought they were tripping with you. What you don't understand is I started the conversation with them about you. You better listen to me. They weren't even thinking about you until I whispered your name into their ear. Because what they didn't realize is I was playing chess with myself. I'm about to bust a move, and I'm playing both sides of the table. But no matter what move I make, all things are going to work together for you. You considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth. Watch, watch this. God says he's a survivor. There's nobody like him on the earth, on the whole earth, on the whole earth. There's nobody like him. See, here's what you don't understand. Stop fighting to be like other people when God wants you to be the type of person where there's nobody like you. He's blameless. What does that mean? Notice the Bible doesn't say he's perfect because he's not. Perfection is not something that can be attained, not in this side. He says, watch me, he's blameless, which just means every time he, he does wrong, he rights his wrongs. 
Can we tell the truth? Here's what's amazing about you is that, let's be honest, how many of us are wrong? We've done wrong. We've done wrong. If you're handing up, you're lying, so you're doing wrong now. All right. We've all done wrong. Check this out. Here's what's amazing about you. Here's what's amazing about us is that we go write it. We'll go apologize for something that happened weeks ago once we realized we were wrong. Y'all ain't going to say I'm so glad you're not arrogant and prideful to where you think you are too big to apologize and repent and get stuff right. You are never too big and never too powerful to apologize and to repent when you've been dead wrong. A blameless and upright man. What does upright mean? Upright means and everything he does, he wants it to be above board. Job doesn't want anything he's doing to look like he's, being, uh, he's lacking integrity. He doesn't want anything he's doing to make it look like he's not doing it right. In fact, he'll go out of his way to make sure, hey, this may be looked like I was doing this. I just want you to know I was not doing this. I wanted to be in full compliance and full order. And, full, and since I thought it may have looked like I was trying to do wrong, I wanted to be upright. Come on, lay your hands to yourself. Say you're, say you're blameless and you're upright. Nobody like you in all the earth, which explains why nobody's had to deal with the sorry hand that you have had to deal with compared to theirs. Because there's nobody like you. Can I go further? Who fears God. He, he says he, he honors the Lord. He honors the Lord. Watch me. And he turns away from evil. Which means when evil gets in his DMs, he turns away from it. When evil sends him a text, he turns away from it. You go catch it in a minute. When evil rises up in him and he says, I'm about to let them have it. He says, it ain't even worth it. <laughs> you never fight if there's no victory to win. That's his profile. Somebody say, that's his profile. That's your profile. Nobody like you. You're not perfect. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Everybody know that. But when you do wrong, you make it right. Some of y'all, you need to do that today after church. You need to call some people and say, you know what? I got to be a blameless man, so let me just apologize because all that I was doing the other day, I didn't need to do all of that. I got caught up in my emotions. I was feeling some type of way. I do apologize. Let me right my wrong because I'm not perfect, but I am blameless. Then you're upright. That means everything you do, you want it to look like it's above board. You don't ever want to look. If you do something at church, I just want to call and explain because I didn't want nobody to think I was trying to be out of order. I didn't want nobody to think I was trying to do wrong. You'll call your supervisor and say, listen, I know nobody else probably said anything about that, but I just want to make sure that I'm doing everything in an upright way because I'm not going to have my name mixed in with some messy stuff. And so even if it didn't happen exactly as you said it, my name shouldn't even been attached to it. So because I'm upright, let me go on and fix this. I, who you want me to apologize to? I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. And matter of fact, to make sure this doesn't happen, I'm going to put some things in place so I never get caught up in mess like this again. So you have to be careful because you're not upright because you want to be tight with people. You're not upright because you want to be close with people. And you better always pick order and honor over trying to be tight with other people. He fears God. He's honorable. And he turns away from evil. Now pay a close attention to this. Look at verse 9. And Satan answered the Lord. Here's what's amazing. Because God asked Satan a question. He says, have you considered my servant Job? And the Bible says Satan answers. So God asks a question and Satan answers the question. Watch the discourse. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for no reason? 
In other words, um, there's a reason that he honors you. Okay. Uh, look at verse 10. Have you not put up a hedge around him <laughs> and all his house and all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Pay attention. In other words, Satan says, Job has honored you and Job has been faithful. And his honor and his faithfulness give him a hedge. So even though, watch me, so even though you're nominating him for survivor, there's stuff that could never touch Job. Because you had a fence of protection up and you wouldn't let anybody jump the fence. Watch me, what are you trying to say to me? If we're honest, there's stuff that jumped on your mama. Jumped on your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, your auntie, your friend. But when you look at your life, it never got close to. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me today. Who can be honest that if you just think over your life for a little bit, you can see he's had a hedge up around you. But there was stuff that got people around you, but it didn't get you. It killed other people, but it didn't kill you. Other people died in that same car accident, but you came out. Open your mouth and say, there's a hedge around me. He said, he honors you and he fears you because you have a hedge. You put it around him, say his person. Then you put it around his house and all that he has on every side. That means you put it around all of his children. You put it around his spouse. Watch me, because when you're the leader, if there's a hedge around you, there's a hedge around what you cover. For some of you parents, that's why your kids came out as good as they did. It must be they didn't come out perfect, but they came out way better than some of their. Because since there's a hedge on the head, there's a hedge on the body. Since there's a hedge on the parent, there's a hedge on the. And his house and all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands. Everything he does, it works. Even pay attention. Even if he doesn't know how it works. Every investment he makes makes him money, even if he don't understand how the investment's working. You'll catch it. Every business he starts. I remember I started business one time. I started, I started business one time. And, um, and in this particular business, we were just getting things going. And one, and one day, one day, uh, we got a call at the church. We got a call at the church. And we got a call at the church. They were asking about the business that, watch me, that I had just started. Watch me, that nobody had known outside of one individual that I had just begun. You missed it. They called a church to get information about something that they did not know that I had just started. And watch me, business found me and I wasn't looking for business. Why? Because he'll bless the work of your... Y'all are missing what I'm saying. You're missing what I'm saying. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that God has blessed the work of your hands. Like, how is it that other people are getting laid off and you get emails for promotions? Other people's businesses are suffering, but you got so much business. You got a voicemail full of calls. You got a call back. How? Say, he's blessing the work of my hands. That was amazing. I said, they call for what? I said, but they would not. I said, that's how would they don't. Nobody knows. But God says, but I just want to show you that I'm so good to you that I will make people find you. Even if they don't know what it is. That you, okay, all right, let's go back to the verse. Let's go back to the verse. Open your mouth and say, he blesses the work of my hands. Watch me. And his possessions have increased in the land. So Job now has more. He's got some stuff. 
He's protected. He's got a hedge. He's got some stuff. When you look back over your life, you can see that that's been your life. Say, there's been a hedge around me. Say, on every side. Like, how is it that you didn't catch nothing? Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, because I'm going to go 1115 on you for just a second. How, 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 how is it, okay, y'all, 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 how is it that you didn't get hooked? Because you tried. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk. How is it that you're not in still in an abusive relationship? Y'all ain't going to. Somebody shout, how? I'll tell you how. God has always had a hedge. And can I tell you what's amazing about a hedge? Play, oh my God. Okay, this, this may be the end. This, I may be able to get no further. Y'all have to come to 1115, watch it on replay. I may not get any further. Say a hedge. Here's the thing about a hedge is that it's keeping some stuff from me. But it's keeping me from some stuff. There's some people God never let you hook up with, never let you connect to, some places he never lets you go because God says, I'm going to protect you from yourself. Is there anybody in the building that can thank God for his hands around you? It kept some stuff from getting to you, but it kept you from getting access to some. Yeah. Yeah. I watch me. What? What? And if you're honest, there's a whole lot of things you tried to get caught up with. You tried to be in the game. You didn't even fit. You was walking and clapping. You tried to be in their little clique. You didn't even fit. The stuff you tried to do. You tried to be a hot girl summer. Baby, it was cool as a fan. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You tried it. You tried it, but I'm so glad that he didn't let me do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it because he was protecting me from myself. Lay your hands on yourself and say he was protecting you from you. You wanted to marry them but he protected you from you. And he made sure you had the right one that could bring the right benefit to you. All right, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. All right, all right, all right, Look, I told you, I told you, I told you. Can I go a little further? Verse 11, but stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. Pay close attention to the verse. Satan said, I can't do it. I have to get your permission. I can't just, everybody, if you go up in church, stop talking about the devil. Shut up about the devil. Shut up about the devil. The devil is busy. The devil is doing this. The devil, shut up about him. I want you to pay attention to how the power works. You, God, have to stretch your hand. All I can do, Hasetan, means adversary. Can I give you a more specific definition? It means celestial prosecutor. Judge, you got the power. All I can do is recommend a sentence. All I can do is indict, but I cannot convict. Mm. 
stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. Pay attention to the power. Satan says, I am literally asking you, judge, to remove your protection from him. And if you remove that hedge, I promise you, he's going to curse you to your face. He only loves you because of what you gave him. He only praises you because of what he rolled to church in. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. They only love you because of what you've done. But if you take away what you've done, I promise you they're going to curse you. What does curse mean in Hebrew? Look on the screen. It means they're going to turn away from you. They're going to stop serving you. They're going to speak against you and resent you. God says, or God, or Satan says to the Lord, he says, Job, if you take his stuff, let me see if I can say it another way. If you make him repo the car, if you make him go through a foreclosure, if you make the relationship fail, if you make their money go through a little tribulation, if you make people walk away from them, if, if you make, y'all ain't going to talk to me, if you make the judge in the case unfair and everybody can see that, okay. If you do that, he's going to turn from you. He's going to stop serving you. He's going to talk against you. And he's going to be, he's going to hate you and he's going to do it to your very face. Y'all ready for this? Somebody say survivor. Survive. All right. So look at verse 12. And the Lord said to Satan, which means God runs the test. Somebody say God runs this. I need you not to give the devil any authority. Don't give him any credit. Don't give him any power. Because remember, who started the conversation? God. He says, okay. <laughs> Let me put him in. Behold, everything that he has is in your hand. Which means it wasn't before. <laughs> which means tests only last for a little bit. Let me see if I can say it another way. Trouble don't last. Stay with me. Only against him. He says, so I'm going to move the fence in. I'm going to move it in. Only against him don't you touch him. Watch me. Touch his stuff. Touch the people around him. But don't you touch him. I will beat your head to the white meat you touch him. This is why some of you, the world around you has been chaotic. But you've been good. Because God just moved the fence back a little bit. Y'all ready? Watch me. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Pay attention. Which means Satan has limits. He has limits. He can't just do what he want to do. Which means anytime you find yourself, please listen to me. Anytime you find yourself in a test, in a challenge, I need you to know that God had to sign off on it. Not only did God sign off on it, it was his idea in the first place not to harm you, not to beat you down, not to abuse you, but to make you better. Because you're going to come out looking like a refined gold. You're going to come out and you're going to be far better than you were before you went in. And some of you, God says, you were like that gold ore. You, 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 you needed to go through some fire for a little bit so that it could increase your value. Because now when you sit at the meeting, you're going to be able to command a different price. Say he has limits. All right, so watch what happens. Look what happens next. Y'all ready for this? 
right, I'm about to start sewing for this. So if y'all see me keep typing on my phone, I ain't texting nobody. I'm just going to be sewing into this. I'm just sewing into my own message. Listen, y'all ready for this? So in one day, say one day, the Sabaeans took his 500 yoke of oxen and the donkeys, and they killed his servants. In one day, fire fell from heaven and consumed his 7,000 sheep. Pay attention. Fire fell from where? Heaven. Fire fell from where? Heaven. Which means during this test, it's not my enemy. It looks like he's mad. Are you mad at me? Anybody ever felt that? Come on, let's be honest. Wave at me in the building online. Do that. You ever felt like God? Are you mad? Like, do you hate me, son? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Why is it? And I know it's coming from you, God, because squares don't have this much power. I, I know it's coming from you because regular folk don't even have this type of power to come up with the mess they coming up with. Pay attention. The Chaldeans took 3,000 camels and killed the servants. Look at this last part. And the windstorm made his children's house collapse and they perished. And one day, he loses everything. And he loses 10 children. And one day. The Bible, if you read the story, it says, and while one was walking in, then another one's coming. And when that one left, then another one came. He gets four, four back-to-back devastating reports in one day. And look at me. He didn't do anything wrong. I need you to catch that. He didn't, he was not, he, he told what not to drinking and partying and sexing and texting and whatever else. And I'm not judging nobody. What I'm saying is, Joe wasn't out there. Like, cause let's be honest. Me and you, we will look at stuff and be like, well, you know, that's bad what happened to him, but they did this. Come on, let's be honest. Y'all look at me real judgmental in the face. Fix your face. The truth is, Job didn't do anything. The Bible says he was an upright man. Paid his offering for his children. Paid his offering for himself. Paid his tithe. He was an upright man, a businessman. None like him in all of the earth. And in one day, all of his stuff is gone. Let me see if I can say it another way. In one day, all of his retirement is wiped out. Let me see if I can say it another way. In one day, all of his Bitcoin investment is gone. <laughs> And one day, everything is gone, and his, watch me, his ten children, which he prized so much, which means the people he prized are gone. All of this happened when? I want you to look at this, Job chapter 1 and verse 20. Out of that, let's talk, let's have interactive church for a minute. What would your response have been? Now, don't give me no church answer. Online, you type it in the comments. My digital ambassadors will let me know what you're saying. But watch me. In the building, y'all talk to me. What would you have done? Be real. Done with it. Want to fight? Y'all talking through their masks. All I hear is depression. Skype. Snap, crackle, and pop. Listen, your snap was so bad, it sounded like Skype. <laughs> Come on, thank you for your honesty. Some of y'all was like, look, I <laughs> you would have shut the bar down that night. Just listen, just open me up a tab. You don't even drink drinking stuff. About, Give me all, what's that? Let me have some of that. Mixing stuff that don't mix. 
I want you to pay attention to what Job did, and I want you to pay attention to where, if you're honest, what you have been doing. Because you just gave me what your natural human answers are, but let's be honest about what your record reflects. Job chapter 1, verse 20. Then Job arose, tore his robe. That means he had a human moment. Shaved his head, which meant he was in a state of mourning. And please pay attention to the next line. He fell on the ground and he worshiped. You missed it. God says, I saw you have your little human moment for a little bit. But what's amazing, after all of those bad reports, that you still said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That his I had a human moment. I cast some folk out. I did some stuff I shouldn't have done. But I still fell to my knees and I worship. Who can be real about it? You had a moment. We all have moments. He rips his clothes. You're tearing your clothes up. You're being destructive. Pay attention. You're being destructive. Pay attention. You're punching walls. Pay attention. You're hollering. Pay attention. You had a human moment. But even after your human moment, something you said, let me get to this podcast. Something you said, let me get to this internet campus. Something you said, let me go back to one of these old school messages from Bishop. Something you said, let me get on this YouTube. Something said, let me get on this Facebook. Because I had a human moment, but I got to not stay stuck in this. Baby, I'm coming out of this. Lay your hand to yourself. Say, you're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. So look, verse 21. I got to finish. And he said, pay attention to what he said. Naked I came from my mama. Naked I shall return. What does he say? Job is saying, this stuff didn't make me. Because I can't take it with me no how. How do you know you passed the test when you don't value what you used to value the way you used to value it? Which means you are good if it's name brand or regular. Because you make the stuff the stuff does not make. He said, I can't take this stuff. I can't take these sheep with me. I can't take these donkeys with me. I can't take this stuff with me. So he said, naked I came, naked I'm going to go. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. I used to have a problem with that scripture. The reason I had a problem with that scripture is because Job says this in a moment of grief, and I didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it is I said, but that's not, that's not, I mean, that's, God is a giver. He's a good father. And I'm like, I don't like that. Job, you said that. God didn't say that. But then, watch, watch the next part. Watch the next part. He says, blessed be the name of the Lord. The reason I didn't like it is because I didn't want to accept the fact that sometimes the same God that lifts you will be the same God that says, let me pull you back for a minute. Because every father in the building, every father online knows that there are some times where you release your sons and daughters, but there's sometimes you got to snatch them back. I wish I had. Every parent in the building knows that you love them, and part of your love is to correct. And you may shift at any moment from laughing and giggling and ki-ki-ki and ha-ha-ha to all right now. Come on, I need the parents to talk to me today. You love your kids, but let them say something sideways. What? What? Who? Who the hell is what? I... Now my cousin, it's a Greek word, Gehenna. All right, now I love you, but talk to me like that again. Mama, I'm grown, and I'm going to knock your grown behind down. I... Daddy, I'm growing, and I will fight you like a man. Don't come at me like that. 
Me and your mama team up on you. <laughs> the Lord gave. And the Lord said to the enemy, you can mess with this. I moved the fence. I'm almost done. What was Joe really saying? Joe was saying, I have no idols. So he took, he allowed the enemy, be specific, he allowed the enemy to take his stuff. And Job says, I came here naked. I'm going to leave naked. His children are, are literally all perished in one bad freak accident. Because the house collapses because a storm comes. And even out of his children, please listen. He said, they're not my idols. Some of you, it wasn't maybe a natural death. But watch me. People who you used to love and be very close to, they were no longer in your life. And God says, now I need to just see if they're your idol or not. You're going to stop coming to church because of them? Because they the one that invited you and now they don't go no more? Say, I have no idols. Say it again. Say, I have no idols. Come on, y'all. We're almost done. Look at verse 22. In all this, Job did not sin. Mm. Nor did he charge God with anything wrong. Now, here's the problem with this. If you read chapter 3 through chapter 42, Job is wilding out. Here's the point. But because he got it right, the scripture does not record when he got it wrong. Let me see if I can say it another way. It records it for purposes of uh, historical analysis. But when God is adding it all up, God is like, yeah, but you know what? Since he got it right, we good. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Let's be honest. You and I have screwed up a whole lot. We messed up a whole lot. We sinned and charged God with wrong. But because we're getting it right now, God says, I'm not going to charge that against you. Who can really? God says, I see that you messed it up last year. I see you messed it up last week. But because I don't know who this is for, but because you chose to get it right on this day, as far as the Bible is concerned, as far as our record about you is concerned, you didn't see it, and you didn't charge me with anything wrong. I'm almost done. Look at Job chapter 2, verse 3. That sounds amazing, right? Yeah. Look at Job 2 and 3. Somebody says another meeting. Wow. Another meeting. First of all, if it's something I can't stand, this is a whole lot of meetings about what we're going to meet about. And church, for y'all know tour, but let's have a meeting. <laughs> let's meet about it and talk about what we're going to talk about and meet about. Because we need to have a meeting to discuss the meeting that we're going to think about having one day. It's another meeting. And the Lord said to Satan, who initiates the conversation? The Lord. Look at this. Now, I need you to pay close attention to this. This is where you've never heard what I'm about to tell you. Say, I've never heard it before. You haven't. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? 
This feels like the same episode of Survivor again. God, you have moved the fence. You took his stuff and you authorized his children to exit the earth. God, why are we having another episode of Survivor and you bring the same contestant to the front? <laughs> Listen very carefully. I, I asked the Lord this the other day. I said, Lord, why? I said, I don't even understand that. Like, wasn't that enough? He said, son, I didn't pay him back for the first one yet. Let me back that day. Where does it record that Job was ever repaid for the hell he went through for the first episode? It doesn't. So God says, I had to nominate him again. Because he didn't go through all that. And I didn't have something greater in mind. Let me see if I can help some of you understand something. You survived the first thing. Learning how to live without it. But in this next test, God says, I intend to pay you back. Let, 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 me, let me walk you through it. Let me, let me walk you through it. 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 Cause, cause, so then this teaches us a principle that when he tests, he tests in sequence. So after one test, I need to prepare for another because he tests in sequence. So the moment I think, whoo, I can rest, he's like, mm-mm, train. <laughs> Get ready. Look, and the Lord said to say, have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him on the earth? A blameless and upright man. It's the same stuff. Who fears God and turns away from evil. Watch the new part. He still holds fast his integrity. Why? He's a survivor. Even though you incited me against him to destroy him without reason, stop. Let's examine this last part of this verse. Even though you incited me against him to destroy him without reason, wait a minute, God, you brought this up. But God is a chess player. <laughs> Which means God says, I got a strategy I'm working. And I will use your enemies, watch me, to bless you. I will use the devil to bless you. I will use your haters to bless you. I will use them, they're talking about you. But what they don't know is they're bringing your name up in rooms and atmospheres that it needs to travel to. Somebody say, God's about to get the glory. From my story, I got to move. Look, verse 7. So, 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 so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Because this time, Satan says, well, skin for skin. You still have a fence around him. You didn't let me touch him. He learned how to live without stuff. But what is he going to do when he doesn't want to live with himself? He learned how to live without stuff. But what are you going to do when he's suicidal? He learned how to live without things. But what is he going to do when now he doesn't even want to look at himself in the mirror or be around himself? So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. He struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now, now, now pay attention. Verse 10. The wife of his. Now the Lord leaves the wife alive. Now, when you consider what she says, you might think she should have been part of the ten. 
she went over there to take and get a plate. But what I discovered is when you're tested, please pay attention, sometimes the support system will withdraw. And he'll only leave an, anta leave an antagonizer around you. Don't be mad that the support withdrew. God says, I just didn't need to see what's really in you. I left an antagonizer around you that every little thing you do, every little move you make, every little step you take, everything you try to do, here they go. Oh, God, I got to move. Okay. Look at this. She says, just curse God and die. Look at this. But he said to her, woman, you sound foolish. Shall we only receive the good from God and not the evil? What does evil mean in the Bible? It means contrary to. So we only receive the stuff that feels good and not receive the stuff that makes us better. In all this, please listen, Job did not sin with his lips. So what does this mean? For many of you listening, here's been your test. What you going to say? And he pushes you and pushes you and pushes you. And, and, say, and, and what you going to say? And what you going to say? And let's be honest. For a while, we said some stuff we ought not have said. But I'm so glad you survived. Because watch me. Because now your confession is going to be, I will. Bless the Lord at all times. Ain't you mad about it? That ain't the point. I will. Bless the Lord. What you going to do about it? Listen, I will. Bless the Lord at all times. I will not let my mouth cause me to sin just because I don't like the situation that I'm in. I got to finish. I got I to gotta go Speedy Gonzalez. Now, if y'all don't shout off at this next part, um, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. All right, all right. So Job's friends come and meet with him. They come and meet with him. And the Bible says for seven days, Job is so distraught, nobody speaks. They're just sitting in the circle. And they're like, don't say nothing to him. Let me help every woman that's dealing with a man that's going through something. Sometimes it's not that he doesn't want to talk to you. He just doesn't know what to say. So sometimes, ladies, what you have to do is give him the, watch me, give him the privilege of silence. Because you keep asking questions because you're concerned and you want to help. But in that moment, he doesn't know what to say. And if you press him for questions, he might sin with his mouth. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. So sometimes the best thing to do is say, you know what? I'm supporting you. I'm praying. I don't have, I'm praying for you. I'm supporting you. Baby, when you need me, I'm right here. Until then, the food on the table, I'm going to go to the store. I'll be back. Whatever you need me, just holler. But if you press him, you will cause him to sin with his mouth. That's for free. I just saved four marriages right there. Because you took it as a rejection of you. It's not a rejection of you. It's the perplexity of the situation. And that might be for both of y'all. She don't want to talk either. <laughs> it don't mean it's over. It just means I don't know what to say now. And if I speak now, I might sin with my lips. So my silence is better than sin. All right, everybody look at this. Look at this. Look at this. 
while his friends are there, 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 for seven days they don't come. They start talking to him, and they give him mixed counsel. They begin to say, Job, you must have had some hidden sin. Job, you must have been doing something you weren't supposed to be doing. Because don't nobody go through this much hell for nothing. And Job is like, you know, I, ain't play, you know, I don't know. I don't really know. And one of his friends, most of them give him bad advice. Here's what one of them said. Here, here's where the shouts begin. If you don't like shouting, just you have to forgive your neighbor for the next four minutes. Like if you're just one of them quiet people in church, just I just want to hear the word of the Lord. Just excuse your neighbor for the next four minutes. That's, that's all we need. How many? Four. And if you're from the deep south, it's not four, it's four. It's four of them. Y'all ready? Here's what one of his friends said. Then what you had in the past will seem small to the great prosperity you're going to have in the future. Job, you thought you was on top of the world. Wait until you see what you're going to get because of how you handle this. Open up your mouth and say, hey, my next one. They'll be my best one. Let me sow. Let me sow. Let me sow. Let me sow. That wasn't God's greatest. That wasn't God's best. Say, but it's about to get better. Say it again. Say, it's about to get better. I need you to speak that over your life. Say, it's about to get way better. Because I survived. Woo! I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. That what you had in the past is going to seem small. We just learned he was the greatest man in, in all of the earth. Nobody liked him in his region, which was Uz, which is located in North Africa. Everybody pay attention to this. Everybody pay attention to this. So look at Job 42 and 10. We're at the end of the book. We're at the end of the message. 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 After Job prayed for his friends. Now, this was interesting because why was this the thing that triggered the end of the test? It doesn't say and after Job had, you know, uh, uh, went to church four times. It didn't say and after Job had forgave his mama. You know, it says Job had to pray for the same people who were giving him poisonous counsel and bad advice. In other words, part of your maturity requires survivors not to get stuck in little stuff. And notice it says he prayed for his friends because the Bible says, if you read the story, that God goes to Job's friends and says, listen, y'all spoke wrong to Job and y'all said some stuff you shouldn't have said and now I'm angry with you. And so the Bible says that the Lord sought to kill uh, 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 Job's friends, but Job prayed for them. And when Job prayed for them, Job stopped the hand of the Lord from being against them, which is amazing to me because Job is in all of this because of God. But God plays chess. He makes power moves. This ain't checkers. <laughs> Say, God's making power moves in my life. Amen. <laughs> now watch this. He says he prayed for his friends. Question, who 
did you dirty? That your only prayer isn't for them. It's for God to get them. Wait, come on, where the honest folk at? Come on, come on, come on. Who can be honest? This is the next one. Okay, online you get Henry Moses. Who can be honest that you have not actually ever prayed for them? Let me let you in on a secret. The same God that ended Job's test. Because what did Job do? Job graduated from small stuff. He graduated from petty stuff. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. He graduated from saying, I ain't offending. Listen, you ain't big enough to offend me. You don't have enough power to offend me. You don't have enough authority. You are a regular person. It's thousands of y'all. It's one of me, Job says. After Job, say your name. Pray for, what's their name? Not Lord, have thine judgment against them. Smite thee, O smite them, O smiter, that they may learn not to sit against your holy man of God. Lord, let them be smitten in everything that they strike to do, O mighty smiter. Lord, let us trip and bust a head in the wall. Lord, what they said was going to happen to my marriage, let it happen to theirs. God says, "Mm -mm. you're too immature for this level. (laughs) You're too immature for this level. Because this level is going to require your focus to be on something else. Oh, my God. I'm about to preach myself absolutely insane now. Watch me. Check this out. At this level, you don't have time to hold grudges. At this level, the level you're about to walk into, you don't have time to hold grudges, to be angry, to be mad. Watch me. Here it is. You don't have time for that level of petty no more. You're going to have to let that level of petty go. Why? Because where you're headed, you're about to have more than what you had before. And and Job prayed for his friends. And here's your shout. Then the Lord restored his prosperity and doubled his former possessions. In other words, Job became the survivor. Open your mouth and say, I'm the survivor. But stop. But it gets better. Y'all be ready to say that. But it gets better. But it gets better. Somebody say, but it gets better. Verse 11. Pay attention. All his brothers and sisters... You didn't know he had them. All his brothers and sisters, and watch this next part, and his prior acquaintances. Which means God says, I need you to be so above it that when people show back up, you ain't got a chip on your shoulder. You're not mad at them. You ain't got an attitude with them when they show back up. You can look, hey, baby, how you doing? I thought you were going to be mad at me. Baby, listen, I'm not letting little things stopping because big things popping. Listen. Matter of fact, I need some of y'all to get ready for people to message you you ain't heard from. And you ain't going to have no attitude. You're not going to be mad. You're not going to be, I was expecting you. 
I was expecting you. I was expecting. What took you so long? Let me tell you what they're coming with. Say it gets better. They came and dined with him in his house. Which means, see, there's a level of maturity here. So that means these tests were about maturing you. God. They came and dined in his house. They consoled him and comforted him. Watch me. Job has been going through this from chapter 3 through chapter 42. Y'all just now coming to console me? Y'all just now coming to comfort me? In other words, God says, watch me. They're going to be late because I don't want them to see you cry. I'm about to run through that door. They're going to be late because I'm not going to let them see you weak. They're going to be late because I'm not going to let them see you not at your best. When they see you, I'm going to already have you on your rebound. When they... Don't be surprised if they pop up on your suggested friends list. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Don't be surprised if it don't pop up on your show show. Don't be surprised if they don't message you. What you doing? Surviving. I'm a... <laughs> Y'all ready? Look. The adversity that the Lord had brought upon them. Look at the last part of the verse. Each one of them gave him a piece of silver. And some bling. Which means God says, I'm going to make them finance your next. You're not paying attention to the Bible. You're not paying attention to the Bible. Bible says when they came, they had to bring them some money and some jewelry. Why did they bring them a gold ring? Ring represents authority. So watch me, Job, you now have a level of authority you didn't have before. Say, I have authority I didn't have before. And they gave him a piece of silver. Just, just pay close attention to this. His brothers, his sisters, his past acquaintances. Where were his brothers and sisters when, when his children... Where were his brothers and sisters? God says, I let them go get the bag so they could bring the bag to you. Oh, I feel God in here. I let them go get the bag. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. God says, I let them run off and do their little thing because they're about to come bring it to you. That's why he didn't judge your enemies when you thought he should because he said, I'm about to prosper them because they're about to bless you. Stop, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go. He said, I let them do real good because they about to give it to you. I command everything that your family and your prior acquaintances and your relatives owe you that it be released starting today. That it be released starting today. That it would be released starting today. Every inheritance you do, I pray they track you down. Every bank account with money left in it, I pray they track you down. Every house, every piece of land, every piece of property, everything you're entitled to, I pray it finds you starting to take. Yeah! Because I must... Watch. Watch. 
last part. Here's the last part. Y'all okay? Just two verses left. Verse 12. So the Lord blessed Job's latter days more than his first. What does latter mean? It doesn't mean that he was old. It just means on the other side of the test. <laughs> Say, I'm on the other side of the test. Say, and I'm a survivor. Watch me. He blessed them more than his first. He owned 14,000 sheep. It was seven before. 6,000 camels. It was three before. A thousand yoke of oxen. It was 500 before. A thousand female donkeys. It was 500 before. Somebody shout double. Mm -mm. Wait a minute. 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 Now look, y'all, I literally got less than a half a second. And, and whatever, two minutes. Now, when I say shout double, you don't just say double. When I say shout double, I need you to act like it's coming to your house. <laughs> Bishop, I just don't believe all of that. Well, then would you please get out of our way? Because we believe it. You don't have to believe it. This is between me and God. To be honest with you, it ain't got nothing to do with you except for the fact that we're sitting around one another. But can you open your mouth and shout on three, double. One, two, three, double. People say, how you doing? How you living? I'm glad I survived it. I'm glad I outlived it. I'm glad that I made it. Look. Look, you've never heard what I'm about to show you. You've never heard it. I know you haven't. Verse 13. How many kids did he lose? And he also had. I'm just waiting on y'all to read the screen. He ain't just going to replace your stuff. He's even got the ability to replace. You thought your last crew was good. Wait. Do you hear what I'm saying? You thought your last friend was amazing. Wait until you. God, I got to quit. 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 If I didn't put it in here because I knew what it would do. See, it's, all, it's 11 o'clock. We got to go, y'all. Everybody stand up. We got to go. Everybody stand up in the building. Everybody stand up. We got to go. We got to get the next crew in here. They got to spray. Spray. Got to disinfect and spray the Lysol. Everybody pay attention. If I was to have shown you the next verse, it would have turned into an absolute riot in here in a good way. Because the Bible says that those three daughters, pay attention. More, more beautiful. Which means God says, I know you were upset about their exit. But what I'll replace them with. 
And for some of you, these are natural losses. So you're thinking in your mind, Bishop, how could this happen for me naturally? See, what he'll do is it won't be that it'll be the exact same. What he'll do, watch me, is that the legacy will live through their children, through their descendants. The legacy will live, and they will outdo the generation before them. They will outdo the generation before them. Watch me, he'll raise up somebody else to sit in that seat, even though they weren't originally in I got to go. Hands up, every survivor. Say, I'm a survivor for God's glory. Say, get the glory out of my life, Lord, in Jesus' name. If you need to become a Christian, listen, I got to do this very quickly. You become a Christian, you recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure in this building or online on the count of three, I want you to just throw your hand up and do the hand wave emoji. One, if you're online, do the hand wave emoji. If you're in the building, hand up. If you need to give your life to the Lord, come today. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. Respond right now. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on, church. Let's thank God for the hands in the building and the hands online. Hallelujah. Everybody pray with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief, because of this confession. This is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take out your phone. Text decision 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.